Well, hello again. Uh, this is Jeff Saunders, and you're listening to another episode of Mr. Saunders' Sandbox, right here on the Feeding the Monster podcast feed. And uh, as, as many of you know, uh, and in case any of you don't know, maybe this is your first time listening, what this show is about is I sit down and just talk about whatever's on my heart and on my mind at any given time. Uh, usually there will be a kind of a central topic for the episode, but you know what? The last episode I did, I kind of got all over the place and uh, covered a bunch of topics, and I sort of liked the freedom that that gave me. So today's episode is going to be a little bit of a hodgepodge episode again, but uh, we will have a sort of a central theme for today's episode. So getting into that, I guess I'll talk a little bit of that, a little bit about that first, and then then go back to some of the other stuff that I want to talk about. So the theme for today's episode is is going to be father figures. You know, we uh, uh, as you well as you're listening to this on Monday, yesterday was Father's Day. Now for me, it's Friday, and I'm recording it a, a little bit ahead of time. But, uh, oh man, time travel gives me a headache every time. But yeah, so as you're listening to this, uh, we just celebrated Father's Day. So I thought it would be great to talk about uh, some of the father figures, uh, some of the the positive male role models that I've had in my life. Uh, when when I, uh, did a, I did an episode of the Hootenholler about this time last year and really devoted it uh, to my dad. It was all about Cersei Saunders, uh, my father. And uh, I really loved doing that. And uh, I'm not going to, I'm not going to talk a whole lot about dad today. Uh, he's going to be on my mind a lot this weekend or this past weekend when you guys are hearing this. But um, I, I thought that I would uh, talk about some of the other uh, uh, father figures that I've had in my life. So other positive male role models who have shaped me in one way or another. And, 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 and maybe, you know, as you listen to this, some of the, the ideas that I bring up as I'm talking about these, uh, these gentlemen will resonate with you and, and get you to thinking, uh, about, uh, some of the guys that have, have had a, a positive influence on you. Um, and, and, and the whole idea with this is to just kind of, you know, think about that, you know, although on Father's Day, we, we think about our dads, but sometimes our dad is not the guy that birthed us. No, a, a guy would not birth us. I don't think science has gotten there yet. Um, what I'm saying is sometimes our dad is not our biological father, Right. So sometimes the guy that we celebrate on Father's Day, the guy that we think of as dad, or the guy that, that we think of as, as a dad figure in our life, uh, isn't our actual father. And that's okay. That's okay. So with Father's Day, you know, I, I, I think if you're celebrating anyone that uh, kind of helped to shape you and helped to raise you and, and was a positive influence on your life, any man that fits into the, that category, I think, is is it is and should be um, celebrated on Father's Day. So that's kind of the overall theme for the episode today. 
Now, I wanted to jump back, and there was some, there was some other stuff that I wanted to hit. Uh, kind of a little bit of housekeeping, uh, I guess. I guess that's not really a different topic, because I kind of do that on a bunch of these shows. But I did want to go over some housekeeping stuff uh, first. And then I'll talk about some of the some of the really great guys who have have, have played like uh, sometimes big, uh, sometimes not so big uh, roles in my life, but that have have played a big part in making me who I am today. So uh, with the housekeeping, uh, I wanted to say I, I I wanted to apologize a little bit. That's what I wanted to do. Uh, with, with every one of these episodes I've been putting out of, uh, Mr. Saunders' sandbox, I keep teasing and promising more hooting hollers are on the way. And, and, and I'll be honest, the, the next one that's going to come out is going to be a real, real good one. One that I'm, I'm so excited about. And I think that you'll all get a big kick out of, uh, but it ain't ready yet. (laughs) And I'm sorry, I've been working on it for a while, but, um, so here's here's what I wanted to kind of explain, and and this is in no way me uh, copping out on on uh, you know uh, failed promises, but uh, the hooting hollers that I do uh, there there's a little bit and a lot of bit of stuff that goes into those into producing those. Uh, now that's not saying that the sandbox is is easy peasy, but with the hoot and hollers, I am mixing a lot of elements into each episode. I'm doing different voices. Uh, sometimes I have to let my my voice box rest a little bit between voices. Um, but uh, there, there's just a little bit more technical stuff that goes on in those two. You know, putting all the pieces together. Uh, with the sandbox, most of the the work that goes into it goes into it beforehand, you know, when I'm thinking about the topics and writing notes and and, and all that kind of stuff. Uh, so these sometimes don't take as much time for me to actually record, and that's why they sometimes come out a little more frequently. The other thing is, because the hooten hollers do have so many moving parts, uh, it takes a little bit of uh, computer power to make that happen. And unfortunately, I've been relying on about a 10 to 15 year old laptop computer to do all of my stuff on. And it is to the point where uh, it's kind of on its last leg. So a really wonderful thing happened. Uh, My son, Cortland, uh, is a technical whiz. He is so smart. And, and so, so much more knowledgeable than I am about computers and technology and all that kind of stuff. Well, the, this great kid offered to help me build a new computer. So he, he, got, he came over and, and we got online and looked at all these different parts, you know, to go together to make the computer that would do what I want to do, right? Uh, and ultimately, that's replace that the crappy laptop that I've been uh, limping, limping along with. But uh, he helped me um, pick out and order all the parts. And then the parts started coming in. And then earlier this week, or when you're listening to this, it'll be last week, uh, he came over and built me a new computer. And this thing is, it's a beauty. I wish I could tell you about it. But I'm just so dumb where this stuff is concerned. 
but it's super fast and it's got a lot more um, a lot more power, a lot more memory uh, than than what I've been dealing with. So it'll it'll make it a lot more easier for me to do the more uh, the more task oriented shows like the Hooten Hollers. Uh, so I'm. I don't have an excuse anymore. Uh, well, I kind of do have an excuse. I'm, I'm going out of town this weekend. <laughs> so I won't be here to record the Hoot and Holler uh, by uh, early next week. But it will be coming out uh, soon. Uh, once I get back from vacation, uh, I will uh, be sitting down and, and working on it on my new computer. And I'm just very excited about that. Um, also wanted to, to just uh, give another shout out to my son. As I'm recording this, it is Friday, uh, June 18th, and it's his birthday. So happy birthday, Cortland. Thank you for helping me with the computer. I'll see you when I get back. And um, yeah, so uh, while we're talking about that, that's also the reason for the delay in the YouTube stuff that I do. Uh, as many of you that listen to my, my silly stuff uh, know, I do the Truly Bizarre World uh, on YouTube, on the Feeding the Monsters YouTube uh, channel. And it's, it's, it's really silly. Uh, but it's, uh, it's something I love doing. But again, it was getting to the point where it was really hard for me to do that with the computer that I had. So one of the things that I'm very excited about with this, uh, with this new beautiful, beautiful piece of technology is getting some actual video editing software uh, installed on it so that I can do like some more uh, professional looking uh, video productions. Now, at the end of the day, when I do Truly Bizarre World, I want it to look like some middle-aged man, child, recorded it in his parents' basement uh, for a local cable access channel. That's the look I'm going for. So you might not really see much of a difference in the new episodes when I start making them on my new computer, but I'll feel the difference as I'm making them. Uh, and uh, yeah, I'm excited about that. And and there's also another show uh, that I am uh, still <laughs> intending to, to create and launch, and that's called Walking with Big Feet, uh, which is going to be my love letter to all things Sasquatch. And, and that also I will be working on, uh, on this new uh, beast of a computer. So, so that is all in the works. It's still happening. I just kind of wanted to give you guys a little update on that. And while we're updating things, um, also wanted to let y'all know that um, even though content has slowed down on the Feeding the Monster uh, YouTube channel and, and on the podcast feed, uh, we haven't gone away. We're still here. Uh, we're still going to be putting out content. Uh, our group stuff is kind of on hiatus right now. And a lot of it just has to do with we've all got a lot going on in our lives right now. So it, it kind of makes it hard for us to schedule a time to all get together and do uh, our main show. Are we wearing pants? Now, that show will, I truly believe it will come back when we all have time to get together uh, and do it, but that's that's a show that, that when we do it, we always want to give it our best. So uh, when the time is right, it will return. Uh, but we do have some other things in the pipeline uh, as far as YouTube content. So there 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 are there is some stuff that you'll be able to look forward to. But 
I ain't letting no cats out of the bags just yet. So you'll have to be patient. Um, but yeah, I guess that's about everything as far as housekeeping goes. So I'm going to go ahead and dive right into my topic today. And I've, I've kind of, uh, I've tried to think of like a good place to start. And, you know, we, we recently celebrated um, uh, Veterans Day, right? And then not too long ago, like a, a week ago or so, it was uh, D, the it was this uh, anniversary of D Day, so there's a lot of uh, kind of nostalgia, patriotic uh, type memories still kind of fresh in my noggin. So I kind of thought I would start this uh, topic off with talking about my great uncle, uh, uncle uh, my uncle Jim, uh, Jimmy Saunders. Uh, he uh, he's he was definitely a big influence in my life. Uh, now this was, this was my father's uncle. Um, and he, he served in, in the Korean war. And I guess, I guess the best way to kind of describe, because I didn't know him back then because I wasn't around then, but the best way to describe how he became the man that I've known all my life would be just to kind of talk about his experience in, in Korea. Uh, while he was over there, he got malaria, I believe, a couple of times. Uh, he may have been wounded also. Um, but on the, uh, I believe it was the second time he got really sick over there, uh, he was pretty close to dying. And he sort of had one of these moments, uh, you know, that you see in movies or you read about in books where someone has this sort of like near death moment where, where they kind of, you know, just sort of cry out and, and, and pray for help, you know, and, and he did that and he made one of those bargains, you know, that you sometimes will see people uh, make in those situations. You know, he basically asked God to save him, to keep him alive for a little bit longer and that he would uh, devote his life to, to serving God. And, and that's exactly what he did. Uh, he survived, and he came, uh, once he came back uh, to the States, uh, he really lived the rest of his life until the day that he died uh, in service to the Lord, and, um, and was really in pretty much every way you could possibly imagine was a a very, uh, a very, uh, right on the target, uh, example of what it really means to, to live as a Christian. Uh, he was, he was, uh, selfless. He was generous. Um, he would, he would help anyone with anything, uh, that he was able to, uh, he was a heck of a role model uh, to, to my dad, uh, to his, his kids, uh, not my dad's kids, but my, my uncle Jim's kids. Uh, he doted on his grandchildren and, and really all, all of, all, all of his, uh, uh, uh nephews and, and nieces children, which is the camp that I fall into. Uh, he, he was always there for all of us and, and he would be, he was, he was always like the favorite uncle. Uh, anytime you went to like a family gathering, 
all, all of the kids would be around Uncle Jim. Uh, <laughs> uh, the coolest thing, or one of the cool, coolest things I remember him doing, he, he had all these tricks he could do. And he would do this thing, and I do not recommend this. I, I do not recommend smoking. It, it's, it's bad for you. Uh, and, and the studies and the science show that it's bad for you. It will do bad things to your body. Uh, but there was a time in the past where it was not looked at that way. So a lot of people, like a generation or two before me, uh, that was just part of their life. Uh, smoking cigarettes was part of their lifestyle. Um, but Uncle Jim was a smoker uh, for most of his life. But I just remember as a kid, he would do this thing where he would, his cigarette would be probably smoked about three quarter or a quarter of the way to a half of the way down. And, and this guy would, uh, he would say, have you ever seen a dragon? And then he would, hands free, just with his tongue in his mouth, he would flip that cigarette around and close his mouth on it to where like the whole thing was in his mouth. And then he would shoot smoke out of his nose like a dragon. And we did, we always thought that was the coolest thing. Uh, it, it didn't, you know, I don't think it, it made any of us want to go out and buy cigarettes, but we, as little kids, we, we thought it was pretty cool. But uh, that's probably actually a really bad example uh and, and doesn't really prove my point, but maybe it does. Uh, Uncle Jim was just great. He knew how to, how to uh, capture our attention. And the, the cigarette trick was probably not a great thing, but with our attention, he, he taught us. You know, he taught us about life. He taught us about uh, uh, Christ. He taught us about just how, be, how to be a good person. Uh, he taught us about right and wrong. Um, all of these things that that I hope at the end of the day rubbed off on me just a little bit and, and helped to, to push me in the right direction uh, at times in my life when I needed to be nudged in the right direction. So I'll always be grateful for Uncle Jim. Uh, he'll always have a very big, big spot in my heart. Uh, and I'll always be proud of him. Uh, for uh, just being a great uncle and also for, you know, his service uh, for our country. But uh, moving, moving on, the next guy I wanted to talk about, and um, this is going to be a little different than Uncle Jim, but I think that there is a, a good point here as well. Uh, let's talk about basketball, which is appropriate because Uncle Jim loved basketball and he was, he was pretty good at it. Um, Let's talk about basketball. Uh, a lot of my family lo really loved playing basketball. Um, I loved playing basketball. Um, I'm terrible at basketball. I'm just going to say that right now. I, I have no talent. And what's the other thing you need? Oh, skill. I have no skill. Uh, th th there's no reason I should ever step foot onto a basketball court. Um, there, I'm so bad that if I do walk onto a basketball court, there's a good example. It's going to burst into flames. Um, that's how terrible I am at this sport. That said, I love basketball. Now, I don't keep up with it and watch it as much as I used to. But when I was in high school and junior high school, man, I had basketball fever. 
A lot of it had to do with the Chicago Bulls and uh, a fella named Michael Jordan. Uh, me and my friends, we were all about Jordan and, and all about the Bulls. And as I got into high school, a lot of my friends signed up to, to try out for the basketball team. Um, and, and I wanted to do that too. Uh, I, I knew that I was terrible. Uh, I knew that I was actually pretty shitty at basketball. But I, I really enjoyed doing stuff with my friends. And at the end of the day, I mean, this was a good excuse just to play ball with them, right? So I, I tried out uh, for uh, high school basketball. I obviously did not make the varsity squad, nor did I, nor did I make the JV squad. Uh, no, I didn't make any of the squads. Uh, and when, when they made the cuts, uh, there, there were, I, if, I, if I remember correctly, there were like, I think just two of us that didn't make the team uh, that had uh, tried out and signed up for basket, the basketball athletics uh, class for that semester. And I, I think I, I believe if I'm if I'm remembering correctly, we were given an, a choice, an option. We could drop the class and pick up a different elective, which was fine. Or if we wanted to continue practicing with the team, we could do that. On the off chance that we might still make the cut down the road, you know that was not a promise. And it was presented to us as not being a promise. Uh, and I, I, I knew how, how much I sucked. So I, I knew that for me, it was probably not even a possibility. But I, I enjoyed the sport and I enjoyed spending time with my, with my friends and the, and the comradeship uh, that we had uh, as a team. You know, even though I wasn't suiting up and, and, and playing uh, on game night, I was there for all the drills, all the practices, all the scrimmages. I was out there, you know, doing it with 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 my friends and and having a blast, you know. Um, and and in in some ways, it was a little easier for me because I didn't really have any anticipation about making the the squad. Uh, I, I I knew that basketball really wasn't where I was going to blossom, and uh, and it wasn't. Uh, but you know, there was still just just doing that with my friends. It was it was a it was a good experience. Now, I continued, like I said, I continued to go to practice and everything. And uh, got to tell you about our coach, uh, our our JV coach. Uh, he he ran most of the drills that I participated in, uh, and he had actually been been one of my basketball coaches in junior high school uh, when I played. Uh, and, uh, and he, he knew, he knew my mom, she was a teacher at the junior high school. So I think he kind of kept an eye on me a little bit. Uh, but, um, but you know, no, no, no favors or anything, you know, I, I was out there, I had to earn a spot and I didn't earn a spot, but he, 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 uh, I think kept an eye, eye on, like I said, he kept an eye on me, um, as, uh, as we went through the season, which I still went to all the games, I just didn't get to suit up. Uh, I, I did. Uh, I, I got to. I was offered a, a role to go with the teams 
uh, on on the away games and also to be on on the bench uh, there uh, for the home games uh, to do stats. So I didn't suit up for anything, but I got to do stats, which, like I mentioned earlier, I love the game. So this was this was a yeah, this was a big deal to me, right? So <clears throat> even though I wasn't playing, I still got to experience a lot of the things that my friends who were suiting up and playing experienced. And a lot of these had to come, or a lot of these experiences were based around stuff Coach Hinkle would say. Uh, you know, Coach Ronnie Hinkle uh, definitely had a way with words. And I'm probably, and I may say this a few times during the episode today, but I'm probably at some point going to devote an entire sandbox to Coach Hinkle. And I'll probably have to invite some of my uh, old friends from back home onto the show when I do that, because uh, that guy lives large in our hearts and in our memories. Uh, and I don't mean that. He's still, he's still alive and with us, but uh, those memories from back there live large for us. But uh, one of the things that Coach Hinkle was very fond of saying uh, and this has nothing to do with role model stuff or the or the the topic for the show, but one of the things that that he would say quite often is he would tell us in practice that we weren't working hard enough, and he would follow that up by telling us that all we wanted to do was ride the bus, meaning we just wanted to go to the games, uh, which in my case was true. I just wanted to go to the games. But uh, he would throw that at us. He'd say, y'all just want to ride the bus. He would then follow that with, and you just want to poop and eat chicken fry. And we thought that was the funniest thing. Uh, He wasn't meaning it to be funny. Uh, What he was referring to was whenever we went on away games, after the games, uh, the JV and and the varsity squads would stop and get dinner on the way back home. And one of the places that we would get dinner at is a is a local restaurant in, in East Texas called Herschel's. And they're kind of like a Dairy Queen, uh, which you may not know if you if you don't. Uh, that's also kind of a Texas thing. Uh, but they're kind of like a little restaurant and, and they're kind of known for their chicken fried steak. Not not expensive chicken fried steaks, but they were still good. And like if you're a kid in high school, they were quite yummy and very filling. So, uh, yeah, Coach Hinkle would often accuse us of just wanting to ride the bus, poot, and eat chicken fry. And uh, that's one of uh, our favorite things to say to, to one another, uh, even, till to, even to today. Like when I, when I uh, uh, talk to and catch up with my, with my buddies from back home. But that is what you call a, um, a rabbit trail. Or, uh, or going down a, a, a tangent, getting off subject. That's what you call that. Now, uh, getting back on subject and on task, I mentioned uh, a while ago that I did continue to work out with the team, and, and I gave it my all. Even I knew I sucked, but I gave it my all, and, and, and I always tried to do my best and, and tried to improve myself. Now, I kind of plateaued, at an area of, of really sucking at basketball, but I still tried to get better, even though there, it, I don't think it was possible. Uh, I could have gotten worse, but I don't think it was possible for me to get any better. My, my uncoordinated, uh, 
body just couldn't uh, do that. But anyway, uh, I, th- I want to say it was like when the last when the last game came around, it was last home game. I don't remember if, if there was also a away game. But I remember we were getting ready to get on the bus. No, no, we weren't on the bus because we were at home. Uh, so I was I was back in the uh, in the locker room area. Uh, I I think putting like my school books up and stuff, uh, and getting ready to go get stuff together for uh, you know to do the stats and whatnot. And Coach Hinkle came over to me and 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 I'm sure he made made a joke or a wisecrack because he did like to joke and stuff. And and it would it would have not it would not have been a demeaning joke or anything like that, but um, he followed that by uh, handing me a jersey and telling me that I had earned it. Uh, he told me, uh, uh, and this is I'm paraphrasing because I don't remember the exact words, but the gist of what he told me was that I worked harder than anyone else out there, and I I. I, I was perfectly aware of how bad I was at basketball. Um, but for him to do that and, and, and then to give me an opportunity to suit up and play with my friends out there in an actual game, uh, it always really meant something to me. Um, and it really, really drove home the idea that, you know, it's worth working hard for stuff, even if you don't think you'll ever achieve it you know, still go out there and give it your all, give it a hundred percent, always try to do your best in life. Even, you know, if life isn't always going to give you the best stuff in return. Um, and, and that was a, that was a very uh, teachable moment. Uh, and, and coach Hinkle taught me. Uh, so I'll always, as much as, as me and the guys joke around about riding the bus and pooting and eating chicken fried, I will always, always uh, respect Coach Hinkle, and uh, and 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 Ronnie Hinkle will always just have like a a place in my heart as someone that that helped teach me that lesson, um, and and that's a lesson that my dad taught me too. So in a lot of ways, that whole that whole um, path of of practicing and then finally making the team. Uh, just really reinforced what what some of the big things that my dad had taught me. So that 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 that's a big thing for me. And and like I said, Coach Hinkle will always be special to me. And I think about him every time I eat chicken fried steak, and every time I poop. <laughs> um, yeah, and we will definitely probably have to get together with my friends and have a a full episode on Ronnie Hinkle. But uh, moving on from there, uh, I wanted to also talk about another instructor that I had. Now, this is, we'll fast forward a little bit, and I'm not going to go into any of, any. I'm not going to go to all the details between then and, and then, but uh, when I graduated from high school, I went to college. Uh, wasn't the best experience. I made a lot of friends who liked to party. So I ended up partying a lot, uh, and and I'm not blaming my friends, because uh, some of the people I met over there I'm still good friends with and, and still keep up with, but I made I me Jeff Saunders made a lot of poor choices, uh, and I ended up having to drop out of school. I was going to school at Louisiana Tech University, and I was going to school to become an architect, 
Um, I had taken a lot of uh, my first and second year classes for architecture, uh, a lot of classes uh, that were design classes and art classes, and I just loved all that stuff. Um, so anyway, fast forward several years later, uh, probably about 10, 10-ish years, and I found myself going back to school with the opportunity to go for a degree in advertising and graphic design. And a lot of that was built on those classes I had taken back then. Now, another part of, of that and, and me sticking to that and, and being successful with that had to do with the instructors I had. And, and there were some great ones. Uh, there was a, I had an instructor named uh, uh, Mike Hill, uh, who I later went to work for. Uh, he was my um, art director at an ad agency that I worked at for a while. A really good guy. We worked hard four days a week, and on Friday we, we kind of played hard. Uh, and then uh, another another uh, instructor I had, Coy Lothrop, uh, really, really good guy, very decent human being, uh, just a, a, a good role model. Now, I think I was older than him, but he was still a good role model. Uh, and then the, the guy in charge of the, of the program there, this was at Kilgore College in Kilgore, Texas. The guy that was in charge of their uh, graphic design and advertising program at that time uh, was uh, Larry Kitchen. And Larry Kitchen is a pretty renowned illustrator uh, in the East Texas area. Uh, he's done a lot of uh, works that depict uh, historical locations or historical events. Uh, he's done a lot of a lot of works that depict uh, wildlife. Uh, some some commissioned uh, jobs he's done are of animals, animal paintings that are in like uh, that I think are still to this day hanging in some uh, pediatrician offices there in East Texas. But uh, very very good at what he he does. Very good at inspiring uh, his students to do their best, um, and and you know. Art, art is something that can be so subjective. You know, everyone's not going to have the same skill level as far as like picking up a pencil or picking up paint and, and creating, right? Um, everyone's not going to have the same uh, level of expertise when it comes to jumping on a computer and creating a, a design, right? But everyone that, that tries, if you have a vision and you're able to, to make that into something other people can see, uh, then, you, then you're, you're being successful with, with art and design because at the end of the day, it's a form of communication, right? Well, Larry Kitchen brought the best out in all of us in his class. Uh, you know, and, and he, he was never like uh, critical or, or judgy on like the work that you did. Now, now we would we would look at it and find ways to do it better, uh, and he would give us tips and 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 guide us in that regard. But uh, he always uh, he always helped us be our best selves as uh, as artists and designers, and I love that. Uh, that is and that has stuck with me all these years, um, and and that's something that he taught me. And and he also cared about his students. You know, like. He's the head of a department, uh, you know, so it would be very easy for, for there to be some insulation between him 
and and the kids he's teaching or the the young adults he's teaching. But you know, if if he noticed that someone had missed some class, he would actively check on them, make sure they were doing okay. Not to not to bust their chops about missing class, but he wanted to make sure that they were okay because he genuinely cared about us. And and that's a that's a that's something that's really stuck with me. Um, there have been a lot of uh, there have been a lot of instances in my life where I get to kind of take on the role of teacher. Um, whether uh, it's uh, I, for a while I was a, a, a water safety instructor and a swim instructor. I, I've spent some time as a as a Cub Scout leader. I've spent some time as a Sunday school teacher, middle middle school. A uh, youth teacher at church, um, at work now as a as a nurse. I do teaching all the time with with my patients and their and their parents. Um, but what I what I got and learned from Mister Kitchen was uh, to be willing to go that step further and not and and not just see the people that I'm teaching as like. Um, uh, it's just the, the, uh, uh, what am I, I'm, I'm losing my thoughts. I worked last night, so I'm running, I'm starting to run out of gas, but, uh, not to see the people that I'm teaching is, is just the, the, uh, as a task, you know, but to, to go further than that, to see them as, as humans, as, as people, you know, and to take extra time when needed. And, and not just to stop with the teaching, but also to uh, check in with them, you know, make sure that they're doing okay, make sure that their situations are okay. Um, and, and a lot of that has helped me as a nurse, um, big time, especially with the, with the patient population that I take care of. So, yeah, Mr. Kitchen, thank you. And I think that's about it, guys. Uh, those are... Uh, Uncle Jim, uh, Coach Hinkle, Mr. Kitchen, those are, are three of the three three men that have really done a great job uh, helping to make me into the guy I am today. Oh, I almost forgot. I am such a dumb dumb head. I almost forgot the the most important guy that I wanted to give a shout out to today, uh, other other than my dad. But uh, the other the other guy that I wanted to really give a shout out uh, to today, and I'm gonna ha- I'm gonna have to be real careful with how I tell this story because there's a lot of Arkansas in the story, and it's just gonna make it sound weird, and it's not as weird as it sounds. I'm already making it sound weird. Oh gosh, um, when my my aunt uh, aunt my aunt Teresa uh, or aunt. Tito is what we called her when we were little. Uh, this was my mom's baby sister. Uh, her her first husband, uh, my uncle Jimmy, he passed away when I was little. Uh, he had um, a kidney failure. Uh, he had, I believe, he got a kidney transplant and then he rejected it, uh, and and he ended up he did he ended up not not surviving. Uh, uh, after, after that. Um, and, uh, Aunt Toe was, was single for a few years and then she remarried and she married, uh, ended up marrying the pastor of her church who was also a widower. 
And I tell you what, these guys, they got along so good. <laughs> but the guy she married was uh, my uncle, Marshall Douglas, and Uncle Uncle Marshall. And uh, they, like I said, they got along so well. And he was always uh, funny and always telling, like, the corniest dad jokes. Probably why I get along with him still so much today, because I'm all about the corny dad jokes. But uh, Marshall's just a really good guy. He's a Southern Baptist preacher. So don't hold that against him. Uh, but he, uh, he always uh, tries to not just do the right thing, but but tries to lead others in the right direction. All around good guy. Let's fast forward a few more years uh, to a real, real tough time in my life. And this was in 2008. And that's when my, my dad passed away. Around about the same time, uh, what was it? A little bit after, actually, uh, my, uh, my Aunt Toe, my Aunt Tito passed away. And she, she had had some chronic health issues for, for a while. And she ended up, she ended up passing away. Uh, jump ahead about a year, as part of both of their grieving processes, my mom and my Uncle Marshall, who had known each other for several years, started talking. And, you know, both coming from a, a, a very similar place, and both really just needing someone in their lives, and something happened there, and 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 uh, it grew, and now they're married. Uh, they've been married for a few years now, um, and uh, you know, uh, Marshall, which I, it's still hard not to say Uncle Marshall, but Marshall treats my mom so well, and. Uh, she is so happy at the end of the day. And, and as much as, as she hurt uh, when, my, when my dad passed away, that as big as that void was that, that she had after losing him, it, it's, been very, um, it's been very beautiful to see someone make her happy again. Because when my dad passed away, I didn't know that she would ever be happy again because she was crazy about my dad. Um, my dad was crazy about her, uh, and now I'm getting sad, so, <laughs> sorry. Uh, but, um, uh, Marshall Douglas, uh, I, I would, I would be, I would be not, I would be doing this whole episode a disservice if I didn't talk about him a little bit on this episode. Um, and, and I know that this episode has gone a little bit longer than I usually do these, but I just wanted to make sure that I highlighted all of these guys and, uh, and, and while I'm, while I'm talking about, uh, Marshall, I just wanted to say, you know, I, I never fail to have a, a fun and engaging conversation when he's around. Uh, I do have to watch, I have to watch myself cause I can sometimes have a potty mouth. Um, and, and the last thing I want to do is say something to offend that man, uh, cause he is such a good dude. Uh, but, uh, we do have great conversations and, you know, we will often just sit there at the table uh, when if I go over there for dinner or whatever, and we will try to outdo each other with stupid, corny jokes. And uh, I'd like to say I, I hold my own pretty well, but at the end of the day, 
more times than not, uh, he gets the victory on that. Uh, but that's okay. I hope you guys have enjoyed uh, hearing a little bit about uh, these these great men that have that have uh, helped to shape shape me into the guy I am. I, I hope that maybe some of the 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 ways that that they have impacted my life maybe maybe that resonates with uh, with some some men who have played a part in 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 shaping your lives um, and and I hope that uh, you know even though we normally think about our fathers or our dads on Father's Day uh, maybe maybe you can take a little bit of that uh, Father's Day uh, feels uh, from from uh, this past weekend. Maybe, maybe throw some of it a little bit in the direction of some of these other guys that have helped uh, help play a part in, in raising you. But that's it for today. Uh, as always, thank you all for coming and digging around in my sandbox. consider yourself a player, but know deep down that you've really got no game? Well, that's okay. You can watch others who are players and who do have that game. And you can do this all with Twatch. So download the Twatch app for your computer, your console, or your mobile device and get to Twatching. It's Twatch for those who like to watch.